You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Time to talk a little bit about the Pittsburgh Pirates this week. It just really tickled to be joined by Greg Brown, the Pirates broadcaster. I, I don't know. I'd say Cannibal uh, Cummins. I, 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 you know, let's raise a Jolly Roger. I don't know how to bring you in. <laughs> well, that, that's as good an intro as I've had in a long time, Dave. <laughs> and uh, you know, just because um, you know, you're you're going to want to know the the the, uh, the 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 full comments, uh, the the entire phrase. We actually have a precursor to cannonball. It's clear the deck, cannonball coming. So uh, you know, having done these games as a play-by-play guy, uh, how you want to try and uh, alert the fans that you're well aware that it's going to be a home run. But in some of these ballparks, including PNC Park, uh, it, it's a little bit difficult to, to, to know right off the bat. So oftentimes I have to wait and see actually a fan about six rows deep uh, beyond the center field wall has the ball in hand. Then I will say, clear the deck, cannonball coming. <laughs> so you, you know the drill. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's fun, though, man. It's great because the Pirates have so much – uh, it just lends itself to so many great ones like that, and they they are sick of the fans. But um, hey, and the fun thing is too is you've had a lot of opportunity these last couple of years to really you know have some fun with it. All the winning that's been going on in Pittsburgh, and you know we'll we'll get to the point of this podcast in a minute. But I you know from your standpoint, you know the many years of slogging through some tough long seasons, I'm sure this has just been an absolute thrill. Well, it's funny, Dave, because uh, the other phrase I've used uh, when the Pirates win is raise the Jolly Roger, the, the skull and crossbones, when a, a, you know, back, uh, uh, back in, in the day, as they say, uh, when a pirate captured another ship, he would uh, hoist the skull and crossbones, and that's raise the Jolly Roger. But I've kidded with people over the last couple of years because it's gotten just a ton of attention locally and nationally and people want to know the story of it, and they think it's kind of a new phrase. But I kid with them that I said, I've been doing this for about, this call for about 15 years, but because they lost so much uh, for the first 10, 11 years or so of it, uh, it, it got no attention. But now that they've been, of course, in postseason play for three straight years, they've, they've been in a real pennant race going into September four consecutive years, uh, it has gotten a lot of attention. And as you say, it's a, it's a ton of fun because uh, winning is a lot more fun than losing. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, you guys have been doing plenty of that, and you look poised to being to doing some more of it again this year. So here's the thing, Greg. I, you know, I thought maybe this week you could help us get to know somebody who Pirates fans may not have really had an opportunity to get to know yet. Somebody, whether percolating up through the, through the system or acquired via trade, the fans probably should know about going into 2016. So, so what do you have for me? Who, who should we be looking at? Well, uh, Dave, I'm going to go with uh, a guy who I think uh, can make a major, major impact on the team sometime this summer, uh, much like Garrett Cole did uh, in 2013 when the Pirates brought him up from the minors, a former first-round pick. And, of course, Garrett Cole keeps getting better and better now as the ace of the Pirates staff. And I think this guy has a real chance to be uh, an ace, if not the ace himself someday, and that's Tyler Glass now who uh, was a, a fifth-round pick of the Pirates four years ago out of uh, William S. Hart High School in Newell, California. And the reason I know that is because there have been a handful of big leaguers over the years who have graduated from that high school in Southern California, including 
my good friend and broadcast colleague, Bob Walk. And Bob has had his eyes set on Tyler Glass now since the day we did draft him back in 2011. He's very proud of, uh, of Hart High School. Uh, James Shields, the, the, the pitcher, of course, the Padres pitcher now, is a, is a Hart High School grad. Todd Zeal, like I said, there have been a handful. None with, of course, the resume of my buddy Bob. But uh, yeah, th- this, this guy, Tyler Glass, now has a chance to be a, a real good one. And, and I think that uh, the, the Pirates, they won't say this maybe, but uh, be, because they're going to want to uh, maybe uh, temper the, the enthusiasm and excitement of, of Tyler Glass now, but I think even they are are hopeful that he comes up in midsummer and makes a major impact because he, I saw him in one spring training game last year. I was with another broadcast colleague, color analyst John Wainer, and Dave, this guy, Tyler Glass, now came out. He pitched one inning, and after the inning, uh, we, we both took our headsets off and both simultaneously just said, Wow. He looked like a man amongst boys, unlike, to be honest with you, unlike anybody we have seen. That includes Garrett Cole. A glass now came out and dominated. It was a one spring training game. It was one inning, but it was completely dominant. He looked like he was halfway to home plate by the time he delivered. Uh, to the, and, and he was pitching against, I don't know the names of the guys, but I know they were, they were the big leaguers. They weren't just A-ball hopefuls. These were established major leaguers. He struck out two of them. A one-two-three inning. It was completely dominant. Well, uh, Sobrani, he's a big guy, right? He's like six, six eight. eight. Yeah, he's uh, six six eight. I think he's just twenty-two years old, but six foot eight. And uh, you know, some guys don't necessarily play like six eight. Some pitchers, uh, uh, you know, Chris Young comes to mind, who over the years not not one of those ninety-five mile an hour guys, but high eighties. And you think, boy, that big body. He should be just blowing people away. But Chris Young has had a fine uh, career, injuries aside, uh, with that tall frame. But Glass now is a mid to high 90s guy with a dominant breaking ball, and and he's working on the change up. And you know, there were rumblings early September last year when he got promoted from Double A AA to Triple A Indianapolis. Rumblings that if the Pirates needed someone in their rotation, needed a fifth guy, that they would strongly consider. Uh, which would go would have gone against uh, all of the, uh, the the Neil Huntington uh, philosophies of the past, but that there was thought that they would bring up Tyler Glass now in September. He he dominated for the most part at Indianapolis. Thankfully, the Pirates didn't really need him, and they don't they don't want to do that. They don't want to bring up a guy just because they need someone at the big league level. They want their minor leaguers, in this case Glass now, to be ready because. Uh, he is ready to pitch in the big leagues, not because there's a need at the big league level. I think that there will be both sometime this summer that there will be a, a, a need of sorts, but that Glass now will be busting down the door and will be absolutely ready to fill that spot in the rotation. So, do, do you, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if this is fair, but do, do you have an idea of when, when you think that might be? Well, I, I don't. I, I, I really think that they made the the. Uh, Decision, for example, to assign Ryan Vogelsong to uh, to come back to Pittsburgh and kind of fill out the rotation uh, with the idea that you know if, if Vogelsong can just kind of hold the fort, um, ideally 
they would they would hope that uh, the five guys in the rotation with Cole and Liriano leading the way, and they acquired Jonathan Neese from the Mets and the Neil Walker deal, and then you've got Vogel Song and Jeff Locke. Ideally, um, it would be a situation where it 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 it, uh, it is not necessary until maybe toward the, the trade deadline, toward the end of July. Uh, but we've seen in the past that injuries happen, certainly. Uh, it would be a, a rarity to see the five guys in the rotation uh, stay healthy the, the, even through the first half of the year. Uh, you know, nobody knows because we don't know what Glasnow is going to do at AAA Indy when he starts there this year. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hope, my fingers are crossed that it's a kind of a, a June situation, not a late July, because he's a, a pitcher that will create such uh, excitement and electricity that – People in Pittsburgh are going to want to see him. They're going to want to see him now at a spring training. I'm, I'm hopeful that he's going to have a dominant spring training. Um, I, won't, I wouldn't suggest that he's going to be there the entire month of March. He's going to be one of those guys that pitches a, a, a few ball games and then midway one of the first cuts he's going to go down, I'm, I'm sure. But uh, much like Cole back in 2013 when Garrett Cole made his debut against the San Francisco Giants in the summer of 2013, I mean, he sold tickets that you that you could feel it in the air. It was uh, it was one of those nights that you will not forget uh, if you were there as a fan or in my case as a broadcaster when Cole made his debut. And I think the same is going to happen with Glass now. Interesting. It'll be uh, well, it'll be like a Marte party when when he comes up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's and and you don't want to look too far in advance, but there's another guy, Jamison Tyone, who may be right behind him and would be ahead of Glass now had he not had the Tommy John two years ago and then suffered uh, through the, the hernia situation last year, and he missed almost all of, uh, of 2015. But Tyone's not too far behind him. And uh, that's why there's so, so much excitement about this team and um, th- that you've got Cole leading the way and Liriano right there. But then you've got a guy like Glasnow and Tyone who are going to be awfully close to joining a rotation. I can't even imagine a rotation of Cole – Glass now, Tyone, and then Liriano maybe you know fourth on that list uh, in terms of the the pecking order of a rotation. It is going to be something really really special. And you know there's a lot of talk about that Mets rotation. It won't be long before people are talking about this Pirates rotation, much like they are about the New York Mets. Yeah, no that that would that would really be a ridiculous rotation. In fact, I'd almost wondered if you would bring a little uh, Jamison Tyone uh, conversation today. Uh, instead of glass now, but interesting stuff, Greg. I, I, I love it. Um, I know fans are, you know, champing at the bit, getting ready to go. Uh, you guys will be in Bradenton before we know it, and then uh, it's off to the races. But always a pleasure to catch up, man. Hey, Dave. Always a pleasure as well, and uh, look forward to catching up with you this summer. Thanks so much. All right, there he goes, Greg Brown. This has been MLB.com Extras, the Pittsburgh Pirates edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.